This podcast is brought to you by Knowledge at Wharton. For more information, please visit knowledge.wharton.upenn.edu. The federal government and private banks currently dominate the student loan market, but a new startup is eager to disrupt the system. Common Bond offers competitive fixed-rate loans for MBA students that are sourced from their university alumni. The company also offers the students and their financial backers a chance to mix and mingle at events in the hopes of growing their networks and advancing their careers. The fixed-rate loans are priced as low as 5.99%, presenting a serious threat to established lenders while promising individual investors a low-risk investment opportunity. But that's not all. Common Bond is also taking the much-hyped one-for-one business model into the educational space, offering educational opportunities to needy students whenever a new loan is financed. CEO and co-founder David Klein said this offering has made his business model stand out from the rest as he works to inject more social responsibility into the lending space. Investors have taken notice of the venture, with the former chief executive of Citigroup, Vikram Pandit, investing more than $100 million into the firm along with a consortium of financial backers. Ankur Kumar, Wharton's Director of Admissions and Financial Aid, joined Knowledge at Wharton in a conversation with Common Bond's Klein to find out more about his business, his motivations, his one-for-one business model, and his vision for the future of student lending. So we're joined today by David Klein, CEO and co-founder of Common Bond. Thanks for joining us, David. Thanks, Ankur. Thanks, Mukul. Um, so Common Bond, as I understand it, is an alumni lending or crowdfunding platform for student loans. Um, I know you recently, about a little bit less than six months ago, uh, started lending for the first time. Can you tell us a bit about Common Bond um, and how, how you came to this? Sure. So Common Bond, you hit it on the head. Common Bond is a student loan crowdfunding platform. Uh, we source capital from alumni and individual investors and pass it on to students to lower the cost of students' education. Um, students can save about twenty dollars to $25,000 over the life of repayment. And alumni investors and individual investors receive a financial return in exchange. Uh, but there's much more than just financial return. There's also social return. Uh, there's social return in the core competency of what we do, as well as social return in the social promise that we wrap around our model. So I can tell you a little bit about what that means. Um, so financial return, we all get, right? The students save a good amount of money, and the investors can make a competitive financial return relative to other investments in the market right now of similar risk, right? The social return component from an alumni alumni investors' perspective is that they have an opportunity to be part of a solution to a large national problem, and that is student debt. Um, they also have an opportunity to be part of a solution at a very localized level, and that is with a student at their alma mater. So we think that's, um, that's a very uh, strong motivator for uh, alumni investors. Beyond that, though, there's something that we call our social promise. And our social promise is both global and local. Our global social promise is that for every degree fully funded on our platform, we will fund the education of a student in need abroad. And our local social promise is that for every new city we bring our loan program to, uh, we will fund financial literacy programming uh, in a local charter school in an underserved community. And how did this idea of 
to get involved in the student lending market come about, or where did the interest come from? Yep, the interest came from a very personal pain point. Um, I got into school, I got into Wharton Business School, and um, you know, I knew just like anywhere else you get into school, tuition, as we all read about, is pretty high, right? I didn't realize, though, that the cost of financing my education was going to be high as well. Um, and so I very much felt that personal pain. I looked around to see what my options were. I wanted to go into a fixed rate product. I didn't want to deal with the risk of variable rates. And I noticed that my options were twofold. One, the federal government, two, private banks. Um, and I was pretty much looking at something akin to 8% fixed in the, in the traditional space. Um, and I decided there had to be a better way, right? There, there had to be an option that was pricing risk better, and there wasn't. Um, and so I decided to, to do something about it. I actually came back to business school on the other side of average age, as I like to say, with the express purpose of wanting to start a business and, and run it before or upon graduation. And so between my personal pain point uh, in student lending and my very strong desire and commitment to start a company while in school, um, it ended up being a, a, great, a great marriage. And I ended up meeting my, my two co-founders, Michael Teramina and Jessup Sheen here at Warden as well. And the social promise element, um, tell us more about the inspiration or the motivation behind including that as part of Common Bond as well. Sure. Um, so it comes from, I might have said this before, but it comes from a very deeply rooted personal philosophy in what I think and we as co-founders think business should be um, and has responsibility to be. You know, um, businesses and corporations wield an incredible amount of influence. Um, and a lot of that has to do with the fact that they <clears throat> yield an incredible amount of capital and profits in their business. Um, and when I think about the future of business, I think there is huge opportunity for business to play a much larger role in the communities, the local communities that they're a part of, and also broader society that they're a part of. And what I'm very hopeful about, or rather encouraged by, is that there are a number of companies who've come before us who have really put the social mission front and center. Um, Warby Parker, of course, is a great example, come, coming right out of here at Wharton. Um, to us, a major inspiration. Um, they were part of the same startup incubator, Wharton Venture Initiation Program, that we were a part of just two years later. Um, you know, when we had our first company offsite, Neil Blumenthal, co-founder and co-CEO, welcomed us to their headquarters in, in New York City to have an all-day offsite event. Um, he came and he spoke, and it was incredibly inspirational, right? And so, we were—we have been inspired by the likes of Warby Parker, Tom Shoes, and we decided, you know, we can bring the one-for-one -one model. We can be the first to bring the one-for-one -one model to education and to finance. Um, and so that's what—that's what we decided to do. Uh, and so going back to the financial return, so how are you, or how is uh, Common Bond able to provide investors and students sort of better returns than they're currently able to get in, in the uh, public market? Sure. Um, it's a really interesting time that we're in, in terms of macro level interest rates, what's happening in the credit market. Um, things are a bit out of whack, and it's very much uh, a cause of the financial crisis. We're still seeing the effects of that. Um, and if we believe what the Fed tells us with interest rates, we'll continue to see that for a few years, right? And so there's, and by the way, that's part of what makes for a broken student loan market. 
Uh, federal government had to take over the student loan market. They're charging one price to everybody. It's a very inefficient pricing of risk. Private banks are a different story. They're more still skittish after the financial crisis, charging a risk premium on top of student loans, particularly given the fact that it's unsecured debt and they don't want to take on that much of a risk. So what we've done is we've come in and we've said, uh, you know, we don't have the structural problems of the federal government. Uh, we don't have the baggage of the private banks. And we're a much leaner operation than any of our competitors, direct or indirect. Uh, we can come in and we can price risk what we consider to be much more appropriately, which is a 6.24% fixed rate for students. And they can lower that all the way down to 5.99% fixed when they sign up for automatic debit. Um, and so that, that's what we've done. We've, we've essentially come to the market and said we can we think we can price risk better than what traditional alternatives are pricing. Um, and so taking a step from the student perspective, if you're looking to partner with Common Bond for your loans, how does that process work? Sure. Um, so you know, a student might hear about us from either press or from on school, uh, in school activities, on campus activities, might hear about us from uh, you know, financial aid office where they post all alternative private lenders. Um, and then a student engages with us. Um, we would hope, and what we've seen is that students are particularly compelled um, because of the community that we bring to the table, not just the lower cost, right? Not just the $20,000, $25,000 savings, but also the community of students across schools that they're getting plugged into and the community of students and alumni within schools that they're getting plugged into. Um, we're, also, we're also noticing that our social promise is resonating a lot with our students. Um, you know, the social promise for us was, again, a very personal thing. Um, I have a very personal philosophy that business can and should be a, porse, uh, a force for, for positive change. I think that business and corporations in general have a responsibility to give back to the local and broader community that they're a part of. And I'm hopeful that what we see going forward is that business and corporations more and more um, kind of meet their uh, social responsibility, right, in a big and real way. And so that, that speaks to a little bit of, as to why we have a social promise. Um, and, that, and, that's something, and that's something, by the way, um, that you know, the millennial generation, which are the, the students in school right now, seem to, to gravitate towards. And that makes sense. We're millennials ourselves, and we gravitate towards this. We're all about values-driven business. So th those are the things that I think attract students to, to Common Bond. So when you deal with students for Common Bond, uh, are students mainly looking for original financing, or uh, might some of them also want to refinance uh, existing debt, student debt, which is more high-priced? It's both. Um, so we're originating new loans for students who are coming into school and students even at school for the, the following semester. We're also very much participating in the consolidation market, the refinance market. So we have a refinance loan product as well. And, and where is the greater demand coming from? The demand is across the board. Um, and so what we've, what we've noticed is that whether it's newly originated or refinanced, the demand is, is equally large. If we look at how big the markets are, right now the refinance market um, is much larger than the, the new originations, which makes sense if you think about it. There's a backlog of years there in the refinance market than there are in the newly originated market, which is really an annual, an annual market. And, and uh, how risky are these loans? And how do you deal with that risk? Yeah. So the risk on these loans from an investor's perspective is incredibly low. Um, and that's part of what allows the model to work, especially now in the beginning as we're proving out the model. You know, this, 
this, this industry is still relatively nascent. Um, it's about a year old, um, plus or minus. And so one of the things that we have found to be incredibly important is that we de-risk the model as much as we possibly can to give it a chance to succeed in the beginning, and then we kind of use that as a platform to build off of. Um, and so what we're, when we're focusing right now on MBA programs, what we notice is that default rate is incredibly low, payback, payback is incredibly high, and it makes sense when you think about it just because employment rate is high and earnings potential is pretty high for students at, uh, at top MBA programs. And from an alumni perspective, so you've mentioned uh, about the returns. Can you tell us more about the value proposition uh, for any alum that you're looking to source to invest in Common Bond? Sure. The value proposition to alumni or individual investors or any, any source or any cadre of investors that we use to kind of complement alumni capital, um, I think it's three things. Uh, one is the financial return, and we've talked about that a bit. Uh, it's a pretty competitive financial return relative to other investment products of similar risk. Two is the social return, uh, the fact that they have an opportunity to help lower the cost of education of a student at their alma mater, but they also are able to power the social mission of our company. Literally, for every new alumni investor that comes to the table, for every new student borrower who comes to the table, they're actually helping us pay for uh, another child at school, at the African School for Excellence, or fund that much more the financial literacy programming that we're funding in local communities here in the US and every new city we bring our program to. Um, and so their participation powers our social mission, right? And that's very, that's very powerful. The third thing I'd say is that the alumni and other individual investors who participate are able to plug in to a network, a community of top tier top talent. Um, and we think that matters. Um, and so in thinking about this community, what, what sort of events or activities do you actually offer to alumni and to recipients of the loans? Yep. So good question. You know, when we think about community, what does that mean? Um, a lot of people pay lip service to community. In fact, what I would argue is that any player that comes into this space or really any space as it pertains to finance or pretty much any other industry, today you have to build community, right? That to us is table stakes. That's not what's meaningful. What's meaningful is who can build a community that people want to belong to. And that's what we think we're building. Uh, you know, when, when I think about the types of community events that we're putting on, and by the way, when I say community events and community, I'm not just talking about building an online platform, right? We have a lot of online platforms, and what you see over time with online platforms is as they grow, as they become a bit more ubiquitous, the value actually decreases, right? And so what we say is real connection, meaningful community is done in the real world, human to human, in person. And so what we've done is we've spent a lot of time creating environments for students, investors, forward-thinking professionals to come together under one roof, meet, and connect. And what we found so far, you know, we have a, a number of examples of students who are within what we call our common bond family, who, because they are part of the family, because they are interacting with members of the community, they've been able to propel their professional success. Um, you know, we have one student who met uh, the head of corporate acquisitions at American Express at one of our events, and American Express is her dream company. Um, and he was able to set up a number of interviews for her, and it looks like she might be getting a full-time job there uh, when she graduates. Um, you know, I think about another MBA student who uh, has a startup, and she met a reporter at Business Week at one of our events, and Business Week covered her company 
about two months after meeting. And she wrote excitingly to us over email, you know, thank you so much. This was all because of, of Common Bond. So we think of ourselves much more than just a student lending company. We consider ourselves a company that reflects, um, that reflects kind of the future of finance. You've got to be more than just what you can argue is a commoditized lending product, right? You've got to do more than just lower the personal expense line of the student, which we do, but you've also got to help students maximize their top line. And that's what we feel like we're doing with our, with our community. Great. And so as you approach alumni, I have to imagine alumni affairs offices at different institutions uh, may or may not be worried. How do you partner with or approach or, or work with alumni affairs um, departments through the universities that you're working with? Yeah, what, what we say is it's best to um, talk with everybody, right? And so while we're talking directly to students, um, we don't want to lose sight of the fact that there are a number of different constituents out there. Uh, admissions offices, financial aid offices, alumni affairs offices. Not to be officially affiliated in any way, um, but to build positive relationships with them. We think that matters. Um, as it pertains to the alumni offices, frankly, the reaction to this model is a bit mixed, right? Um, there are kind of two camps that you can fall into. Um, one is kind of a camp, uh, territorial camp, where there's a zero-sum game, there's a finite size to the pie, and there's another camp that you can fall into, right? And that's kind of the camp of abundance, um, where there's a growing pie. We happen to fit or consider ourselves to be in the the, uh, the camp of abundance, right? We actually believe that our model can engage an entire swath of alumni who currently are not participating or otherwise engaged in university affairs. Um, and, and in a sense, our model can bring those folks into the fold because there's a financial return component to it. And from there, um, I actually think our model can complement the efforts of alumni offices pretty well. Um, some alumni offices see that, others don't, um, and that's fine by us. We think that over time what we'll be able to show, you know, as we get more and more data, we'll be able to prove that we actually live in a world of abundance as it pertains to alumni investor participants. So is the concern of some, those alumni offices that you might cannibalize some of the alumni giving that might otherwise go to fund scholarships for those students? That's, that's the concern. And what, what and we how, say- How have you addressed that uh, with, uh, uh, you know, the more territorial alumni right. offices? Right, so what we say is two things. Um, one, the scholarship uh, is a different kind of investment or, or giving from alumni, right? Or put another way, we fall into the conservative slice of any investor's portfolio, right? Um, alumni giving, alumni scholarships falls into another slice of somebody's personal portfolio. That falls into the philanthropic slice as opposed to the conservative investment slice. And so we see them actually as quite different kinds of investments. And so even among the alumni who currently participate, uh, you can see a world in which they can participate in both because they're still able to diversify their portfolio. The second thing we tell them, and we talked about it a little bit before, and that is, hey, we actually think this is going to engage a large group of alumni who are currently not engaged with the university. You, you say that uh, the industry um, is about a year old. Uh, who's your competition, and how have you positioned Common Bond uniquely uh, in this space? Yeah, our competition really falls into three different categories. Um, you have traditional players, the federal government and the private banks. The federal government represents about 93% of, um, of student loans, 
and private banks represent about 7%. The, the second is this, um, it's the social lending space that's a bit more mature, right? Um, and so you have players like a lending club or a prosper.com who have been in peer-to-peer -peer lending since 2006 and 2007, respectively, right? Um, they're not in student loans right now. Could they be? They could. Um, and then the third piece is what I would call social lending as it relates specifically to student loans. That's the market that's about a year old. Um, and, and, that's, and that's where the problem is particularly acute and particularly large. And so we feel pretty excited to come in and solve that. Um, you know, there are a couple of different things that make us different than any of our competitors across the board, regardless of what segment they fall into. Um, we talked about, we've touched on a few of them. Um, the first, what we're noticing and getting feedback from students, again, the millennial generation, is that our social promise makes us pretty distinct. Um, that's something that doesn't exist uh, across the board. Again, we feel proud of the fact that we're the first in education or finance to bring the one-for-one -one model to, to both education and, and finance. Um, and I can speak as to why that's important if you'd like me to. Um, the second is the community piece that we've been talking about. Um, some folks are building community. Um, some are doing it better than others. For us, again, we think that's table stakes. We think that's an absolute requirement. But what makes, what's going to make a player in this industry different is creating a community that students and alumni investors want to belong to. And that's what we think we're doing in a very real way. Um, you know, the third piece is risk management. Um, I think our approach to risk management is different than any other player in the space. Uh, when I think about, you know, who we're going after at first to ensure that this model works. And when I think about what those default rates look like, not after six months of origination, but after three years of origination, what do those default rates look like? We think that the approach that we're taking is, is a bit thoughtful and appropriately methodical to allow for our model to succeed early and therefore for the long term. The other thing I would say on risk management is that, and this is one of the benefits of coming from a place like Wharton, um, you know, we have been working with a professor in the statistics department who's helping us build a proprietary model that helps us better predict future repayment. So a lot of proprietary underwriting today, and we have proprietary underwriting scorecard, but it's what I would call traditional. The power is when we go forward, being able to find those attributes that better predict future repayment as opposed to any backward-looking tool like a FICO-based tool. I wonder if I could just ask you one last question. Sure. Uh, five years from now, where would you like Common Bond to be? Good question. I don't get that a lot. We think about it a lot and we see it in our model, but I don't get the question. We would like to be a premier lender, period. Uh, we're starting with student loans. It makes sense, too, for two reasons. One, the problem is large, uh, and it uh, is derived from a personal pay point uh, of myself and my co-founder, Mike Teramina, uh, who I met at Wharton Business School. Um, and so that's why it makes sense to start with student loans, for us in particular. But if you think about going forward, and you think about finance and the future of finance more broadly, um, and you think about what the financial crisis did in destroying trust between banks and people, and people and banks. 
what you realize is that that trust needs to find itself somewhere. And it does exist. It exists in trusted networks. It exists uh, among affinity groups. And schools happen to be a natural fit for affinity and trusted networks, right? Which is why this model works so well. Another reason why we're, we're starting with schools. But if you broaden out what trusted networks mean, and you broaden out the definition of affinity groups, you can envision a world in which not only are student loans being better priced, better administered, and better serviced with this model, but all different kinds of lending products as well. Thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you. Thanks for having me. For more business news and analysis from Knowledge at Wharton, please visit knowledge.wharton.upenn.edu. Thank you.